0: Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It's June fifth, Sunday. We are back, TJ and Richie, and we've got a special guest, Josh Newberg. How you doing, man?
1: Let's go. Um, I'm well <laughs> rested, coming off the bench. Whatever you guys need, I'm here for it. <laughs> Not necessarily off the
0: bench anymore. How's retirement been?
1: Oh man, it's been it's been great. I've been busy, <laughs> as you guys know. Um, shortly after my my last day, May first. Oh, about three weeks later, I proposed to my, to my girlfriend, Allison. Congratulations. A, uh, that's right. Much anticipated move. If you listen to FSU spaces, I think, <laughs> I think every day somebody was reminding me that I needed to get engaged. And I kind of had an idea at the time. Like I knew the time frame that I wanted to do it. So I just kept telling people, just, Hey, just let it play out. <laughs> I love
2: that. Everyone thought that was your house because I did too at first. I'm like, my <laughs> goodness, that two, four, seven money must be nice. <laughs>
1: two things about two funny things about that video. Um, one, everybody was like criticizing the way that I was dressed and two, everybody thought that was my home. So just to <laughs> clarify, <what> <laughs> the reason I did it there was because Allison is, is studying to be a Pilates instructor. And sometimes she gets to the studio by herself and we've gone in like four or five times. So I was dressed to do like a whole workout. And we are in the Pilates studio and we are about to get started. And the way that you, that if you've seen the video, um, she's sitting on the machine, the reformer. And I tell her to come into the, to the hallway real quick. I got a question for her before we get started. And obviously that's when, I, that's when I asked. But it was not our house. A lot of people were like thinking that was my house and that's how I just dress all the time.
0: <laughs> shout out to you for beating I, mean, I kind of do
1: dress like that all the time <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was gonna say that that is kind of like what a, I mean you're probably wearing the same thing right now <laughs>
1: Damn,
0: <man>. exactly <laughs> you beat Destin Hill the punch so yes props to you that was the big question would you beat uh would you, have you heard anything about him since you've been retired
1: any, um, any I mean there? you know I, I poked around a little bit and I <laughs> the only thing I've been told is his name hasn't come up in meetings a whole lot so oh. I I I You know, I didn't talk to somebody that would have direct, direct knowledge um, more recently, but I did talk to somebody that is, you know, in the Moore Center and does get around and just observe that his name hasn't come up in meetings a lot lately. So either all good and he's going to be here sometime in June or the uh, the myth keeps going.
0: Here's a question. Do you think, because we got wind a couple of weeks ago that... Or like I believe Zach came out and and kind of said like, "Hey, we're being told again, end of the summer. Like we still expect him. Everything's kind of good." I don't Do know you if think... it
1: was end of summer. I think it you mean
0: or just in the summer. In the summer, yeah, June
1: was always yeah. what we were told.
0: So I talked with Zach a little bit on Friday. He said that his confidence in that is maybe like twenty percent. You know that he comes. Do you think that FSU is truly it? expected he said him? That? Yeah, so he's on the space. Richie, were you on it? Did you hear him say that? I think he said twenty twenty five. I was. I mean, um, I, wasn't I, don't there. I don't
2: know. I get so many telemarketer calls. That's the worst part about spaces. Like, I get a phone call it on, and it just goes out.
0: <laughs> it took me a while to learn that trick. But do you think that was FSU just kind of stalling, or do you think they really expected him?
1: I mean, as far as I, when I was active and I was, you know, asking around, I mean, they fully expected him hmm. to be here in the summer. You mean, did they expect him in January? No, no, like, did they at all when
0: they when yeah, have they when they've been leading us on telling them that they would like they fully expected him? That's not that just them, like, kind of trying to, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, they're, they're spending it. time, money, and resources on this, you know. Not, nothing's free, even in, in recruiting, because things are limited, you know, the time is limited, money's oh. limited, the amount of days that you could be on the road, the amount of times that you can evaluate prospects, everything's kind of limited. So, if you're gonna spend that energy to to recruit this player you know you got to see it through and especially at this point because they've spent so much and they've they've been depending on him to come I think I think you got to see it through whatever that means
0: we uh oh got some people commenting got some questions if you guys do us a favor hit the subscribe button hit the share button we'd appreciate it if you have questions just pop them in the chat and we're happy to ask Josh those what um camp season going on right now you mentioned on on twitter a little bit of fomo um for missing camp season what was your favorite what was your favorite thing about covering that
1: i got a weird thing going on right now um (laughs) in my headphones (laughs) i was like what the heck happened yeah i uh i really miss it i think that for me, the funnest part about covering Florida state was these live events. And that's what I miss most. I mean, the in-person, the, especially me living in Tampa, St. Petersburg. So I would use these times in Tallahassee during the summer to build my contact. Like I really enjoyed that part of my job. So it's just kind of weird because so much would go into it. You know, how are we going to cover the camp This I just loved I loved every part of it and especially just getting to see these athletes that we talked to all winter and spring and getting to see them on the field some of the quarterbacks get to see them throw um, plus I've, I've done it you know I worked at Knowles 24-7 for 12 years so I did it for 12 years in a row where I was at every single camp that Florida State put on and even before that I was still in the business and I was at different camps I've just always been at camps all summer so it's just yeah. a really weird time for me and I miss it
2: Josh, someone who was camping at Florida State this weekend was quarterback commit Chris Parsons. Um, A lot of activity around his recruitment and whatnot. What are you hearing? What's going on? Obviously, you know, he deleted everything Florida State related back when uh, the the one quarterback came by just with a team event, not even an individual unofficial. Uh, Florida State now actively offering and recruiting other quarterbacks, Chris Parsons. Um, What are you hearing about him or what do you think about what's going on with that recruitment?
1: I think we're watching a really funny game being played right now. I don't know if it's a game of chicken. I don't know what type of game is being played. But to me, um, and, and, you know, of course, um, let me just say this. Like Chris Parson uh, spoke yesterday at the FSU camp. I didn't necessarily – I didn't listen to everything he said. But, you know, he, he said all the right things. That It sounds like he's fully on board with Florida State. But what's happening is not, you know, like your average quarterback recruitment. Um, throughout the, the, the winter, uh, even into the spring, you know, the February, March months, we thought that Chris Parson was the bell cow of this class. He's no longer the bell cow of this class. Like we're wondering week to week if, and, and regardless of what he says, we know what quarterback recruiting looks like we know what flips look like. We've, we've seen them. I mean, we've seen Florida state flip a few guys and we've seen many guys flip from Florida state in recent years. And if anything, this doesn't feel, this feels like a relationship where they're still, you know, like in the beginning of a boxing match when they're still trying to feel each other out. I mean, Florida state goes and offers a couple average quarterbacks and Chris Parsons puts out a bunch of average offers, nothing that's going to really move the needle on either side. They're just kind of feeling each other out. Like, Florida State put out a couple offers on some guys that they like, and you know, they're good quarterbacks. So Chris Parsons answers with an SMU offer and a Mississippi State offer. I mean, neither Florida State or Chris Parsons has what they want to move on. What I mean is like, if Dante Moore were a, a, a legitimate shot, or just any five-star quarterback was like, Coach Norvell, I want to come. Florida State would be all over that. No question. Let's say chris parsons gets like a notre dame offer it's not mississippi state it's not smu <laughs> he's going to be all over that so either right. i feel like both sides right now are compatible they're together they need each other because they don't have better offers but they're both we know kind of going on in the background if either can find a better offer i think they leave for it it's a really weird situation
0: going. they on. haven't turned off the tinder app yet <laughs> they didn't delete the tinder app is what you, you like
1: that <laughs> That's what I'm Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like they're they're just kind of getting a sense for each other. They're they seeing okay. You got Kromenhoft. Ha- you know, you, you you're putting out these offers. Well, they're not maybe better than me. And then Chris Parsons puts out a couple couple offers, and Florida State's like, ah, well, those aren't better than you know yeah. what we got that what we are. So I'm just waiting for one. Florida State to find like a five-star quarterback that's interested in them and wants to come and see what happens. Or two, Chris Parsons gets an offer from Auburn or Florida or Notre Dame or, or, or some program that, you know, he would consider higher than like an SMU at Mississippi State. I just feel like that's what's happening right now. I don't feel good about it. <laughs>
2: It, it, it's probably another discussion for another podcast but the, the way Marcus Freeman's recruiting at Notre Dame I don't think Chris Parsons should be uh, waiting for that offer. no I, he, I he, he's I getting whoever he wants like no I, I get a you I guess
1: <laughs> like Mississippi State is is not a yeah. clear better no, tear down a, a clear yeah. a clear better option I right. feel like both sides are just weighing their options and when one gets a better option watch out that's yeah. all I'm saying
2: I, I can definitely see that. And, uh, Ryan uh, in the chat is asking, um, in the spaces CJ had Brendan on, uh, and they were asking if they thought Parson would sign with Florida state. Brendan said, no. Um, is, is that, I think you kind of just answered it, right? If he gets a better offer or even an equivalent offer, he's probably gone at this point. Is that kind of where your head's at? And look what
1: Florida state's doing. Yeah, They're, they're, you know, and, and, may, and they do need to sign too. I mean, there there is there is that factor as well. But um, yeah, I heard Brendan on the bench. I listened to On the Bench this week and they're downplaying the whole the whole Parson thing. And then at the end, Brendan <laughs> says, I don't expect him to sign. And I'm like, Gary how believe you <laughs> say that this isn't really a big deal right now, but you don't expect <laughs> our quarterback, the face of the future of the program, the bell count, yeah. well, the one-time bell count, not to sign and it's not that big of a deal. So yeah um everything i said it's hard man it's hard when you have these out-of-state quarterbacks right we've seen it even with luke altmeyer uh we've seen we've seen it with 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 guys that have flipped it's it's hard um to 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 keep these relationships solid especially when you're in the place that florida state's in i i think the bigger question is is like who who has the better option in the end is it chris parson with a better offer or is it florida state with a better quarterback these this might be just a marriage meant for for each other. I don't know, but it's sure it's it's not healthy whatever's happening right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting because they've got a kid visiting next week and then, you know, they'll try and get Brock Glenn on campus as well, and you kind of see how those go and, you know, Florida State strikes out several times. I think that they'll, you know, try to fall a little bit more in love with Parson and keep him engaged so that you don't end up with zero. Right. But he's
1: not a bad quarterback. Like there's right. no doubt. He's yeah. not a bad quarterback. And I wonder how much of Florida state search for a second or a replacement, whatever it ends up being is because of the way that things have gone through just the recruitment. I wonder, I don't, I don't, I don't think Chris Parsons like a bad quarterback at all. He's not a, you know, it, it, it's a good, it's a good solid commitment for who Florida state is right now the offense that they run and just where things are. I mean, Chris Parsons is a good, solid commitment for FSU. So, you know, hopefully they can hold on to it. Hopefully this weekend maybe solidifies things. Who knows?
2: So I was just going to ask about this weekend. Sorry to cut you off, TJ, but Mm -hmm. how important is it that he showed up this weekend? Because obviously if if he didn't show up this weekend, we move on, right? So he's still doing his part to hold his spot, correct?
1: Absolutely. He's doing everything important everything that he needs to do to show up to be there um he's saying all the right things um you know and he looked good throwing the ball yesterday more importantly he looked good throwing the ball so yeah i don't think right now there's anything to be worried about i don't i don't expect him to 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 decommit you know three days later anything like that i just think it's a scenario where we've seen these kind of hot spots arise where things get kind of tenuous with this recruitment and we always say, well, maybe that's the last time, but it seems like they just keep coming. So let's see what happens when Florida State loses a couple games. Is, is he vocal? Does he stay on? Um, or Florida State goes out and they win eight or nine games and, you know, it's no question he's coming. So I think a lot will depend on the season. I don't think we're going to see anything happen with Chris Parson, um, you know, departing the class this summer. I don't, I don't think that's when it would happen.
0: Talking about recruiting just kind of year over year, um, moving on from quarterbacks and, and just what do you see with Florida State recruiting? You know, what's, you know, I know it's certainly not as hot as it was last year when you had a couple of five stars, you know, committed in the bag. But what are your thoughts on just where Florida State's at in recruiting in general?
1: Well, let's, yeah, you know, let's talk about where Florida State was a year ago. What was going on a year ago today? Um, a year ago today, it's June 5th it was a saturday june 5th they were having their elite camp yeah their elite camp was elite tj like they had some elite prospects at that camp if you remember on june 5th but let's go back a couple days before june 5th on june 1st florida state had their midnight madness so by june 5th there might have been a dozen 15 five-star prospects on campus because even after there was still a few stragglers on yeah. campus um, the days leading up to the elite camp and we may not see that kind of talent on campus as a whole this summer year over year recruiting is slipping and this is what I was getting at in those spaces this is kind of why I was beating the drum and people thought it was early um, but when you had guys like Tony Mitchell, Cormani McClain, Nigel Harris, guys that were on campus and highly interested in Florida State last year, eliminating FSU in their top tens, in their top six, in their top fives by December, January, and February, I knew something was was slipping. And what I meant by that was by the time we get to the summer things are going to look drastically different. That was what I was trying to insinuate in December when I was, when I was concerned with, with where recruiting was at. Um, and I think it just, you know, they're not recruiting poorly. That's the thing. They're recruiting where they should recruit, where a five-win team should be recruiting. But that's also the sad part. They could have changed the trajectory of this program By landing Travis Hunter, by landing uh, MJJ, by landing a couple of the guys, they were right there at the doorstep. Now, should they have landed those guys based on a five-win team? No, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have been in, in in a position to land those guys, but they were. And the only way to change the trajectory of the program is through talent acquisition. You can say, oh, well, they shouldn't have done it, but they were right there at the doorstep. And if they close on some of those recruitments, if they close on Travis Hunter, if they close on some of these legacy guys, you reset the shot clock. You get get a new lease on life heading into the 2023 recruiting cycle because there's so much hope. You have these outliers. There's nothing. They didn't do a poor job recruiting. I think that's where people get it messed up. They actually probably did a little bit better than they should have. Maybe. But for Florida State fans, and to get back to the standard that we're used to, they missed it. They yep. missed a golden opportunity. Most programs that win five games, and that's that's the thing that I'll talk to with people on the inside. They're like, "Well, we didn't, you know, we shouldn't have been there." And it's like, yes, but the outliers, those 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 recruiting wins that you shouldn't have, Jimbo should have never landed Lamarcus Joyner in 2009. He should have gone to Florida. He should have gone to Florida or Ohio State. He should not have gone to, to Florida State. But Jimbo and that staff went out and got some outliers. When Timmy Jernigan picked Florida State, it was not a popular decision. Like those guys did not make. Telvin Smith didn't make a popular decision. So you, so I understand what we're saying, and I'm not, I'm really not being negative when I say this. But Florida State had an opportunity to get out of the out of where they're at, and now they don't. And now they right. don't. They don't have that opportunity this cycle. That's what—that's the scary part. They don't have that opportunity because the kids aren't even coming to campus,
0: and so they'll have to turn it around with the twenty-four class. Somebody asked about the Desmond Ricks in the comments. Um, is that going to be the Travis Hunter saga? All over no, again. he's not
1: even committed. Who gives a shit right now about Desmond Ricks? Like, and, and I mean it in, in, in the most respectable way. I just mean it because, like, if it doesn't matter, if Fort State they had the chance to land a Travis Hunter last year, yeah. don't think because they had the number one player in America that's how that's that's how special <laughs> that situation was for Florida State. Like, yeah. they're not going to be gifted that again. Desmond Ricks, they're not going to be gifted Desmond Ricks could they get Desmond Ricks? Sure. He has a lot of interest in Florida state, but if they win five, six, seven games, they're not going to be in a position to land Desmond Rick's the number one corner, the number one player in America. It's just not going to happen. That's why last year was so important.
0: Why do you think they, Florida state's done a really good job in the portal, right? Um, Jermaine, Jared verse Kier Thomas, minus another freak situation that only seems to happen to Winston to Wright Florida is going to Winston Wright, yeah, Bethune, you know, I mean, nearly got mims, you just went on mute somehow. Um but uh why has uh why have they done so well in the portal and that not translated to high school recruiting? Like what, you know. Mm-hmm. What what's the difference there? Or is the they, correlation not
1: I mean, I think that they you know, we know the home runs that they hit last year, but it also came with the equal amount of failures. And that's just how the portal is going to be. It's going to be pretty sure. similar to Juco recruiting where you go 50-50. So you got to throw numbers at the problem. Um, but they did go out and they they made a point and they they really got aggressive with Jared Verse. Um, they got in a good situation with, with Bethune, who I think is going to be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. They threw numbers at the wide receiver problem. I'll we'll see line. how it pans out. They didn't get a number one like we needed. And we said that they needed, but they did get numbers. So we'll see how that works out. Um, yeah, they've done well. They haven't gotten, they still haven't gotten the, the impact left tackle, though. That we, I mean, when when the transfer portal was introduced, right, like as an idea in college football, I think at that moment, Florida State fans were like, "We're going to get our, we're going to get our left tackle. It's going to happen. We're going to get an <laughs> impact left tackle. It's going to happen in the transfer portal because we got playing time. Like we're a good." Sp- It hasn't happened. Yeah. We, I mean, with the men's situation, we were close to it, but we have, it's amazing that we, you know, there, there's, it just goes to show you what the portal is. And the portal isn't the end all be all. When Florida State misses on Wesley Bassain or, or a top recruit, you can't just go, oh, well, it's okay. We'll, we'll get something in the portal. It's not exactly like that. It's, it's, especially right now, this has been a weird time. I feel like it's, um, and I got out in spaces and said this, but I feel like it's it's NFL post-draft free agency right now where there's so little supply out there, so little quality supply in the transfer portal. Um, yeah. Coaches are even going back to the JUCO level. And trust me, it's not like they're going to the JUCO level right now for the first time. They knew what was at the JUCO level. It's just not much in terms of impact players. So I feel like the last two or three months – has been like NFL draft post or post NFL draft free agency, where teams are just filling out the bottom of the roster. I don't outside of like USC and Texas and a couple of these teams, I feel like everybody else is filling out that 75 to 85 man spots on the roster, like, you know, DBs and and just guys that are going to hopefully provide depth. It's a weird time.
2: Yeah, and if you guys are watching right now, go over to YouTube if you want to ask Josh a question. We're we're live with him right now. And unfortunately Twitter is just stupid. So go to YouTube or Facebook. You can comment and ask a question. Um, but Josh, just to follow up on that, this isn't sustainable, right? I, I'm looking at the or I've been looking at the projected starting 22. Over half of these guys are transfers, right? They're not guys you've brought in, developed and are ready to start how sustainable is going to the portal every year? Cause it seems like that's kind of what Norvell is just trying to do to stay afloat right now.
1: Richie. It's like living paycheck to paycheck. You ever lived that life? That's like 80% kind of-, of
2: America lives that
1: life. Gosh, <laughs> you, you, you,
2: you know, an digest, I was getting paid like 200 bucks a month. So yeah, I, I know that life.
1: <laughs> um, And that's what I feel like the portal is like, it, it's not an ideal way to live, but you can live that way. Like Florida state landed Jermaine Johnson. He had an incredible year. Give FSU credit for landing, but he's gone in one year. Now yeah. they go out and get Jared verse and you hope that Jared Verse comes through and is a impact player. Of course, you know, not to Jermaine standards, but you, you hope he is, but if he isn't, you know, it's, it's why you got to It's why high school recruiting still matters. And I know a lot of people try to downplay it this cycle because of where Florida state did of what Florida state did at the end. And they try to downplay that, that high school recruiting is dead. High school recruiting is not dead in any form or fashion, because just because you get those guys for multiple years so they have more value because you're still like we talked about you're investing time money and resources into it so what's better a one hit wonder or somebody that you get for three four years that maybe sits one year but then starts to contribute but then starts and then is a star like then you get him for all four years he develops the culture of the program for you like there's just many reasons why high school recruiting is not dead and you know in in, and look at what Florida State did in the portal post February not much
0: Does it, speaking of that, does it surprise, we all expected like the May, the the May 1st deadline, you know, you weren't the only one with a May 1st deadline, but uh, we all expected the uh, May 1st to just be like, everyone rushes into the portal, and there's this big supply, and Florida State will pick up a a couple there, Um, is the portal, did, did it surprise you, first of all, that there wasn't that big, huge rush, like you just were talking about supply and demand, and does that maybe speak that the portal is becoming more seasonal, like we've talked about, maybe slowing down, or is it kind of just an off year? Like, what are your thoughts on, like, the May 1st and the bigger picture there?
1: Yeah, I think it's slowing down, for sure, Um, both both ways. Well, and first of all, yeah, um, I don't know, like, the word on the street, the word on Twitter, just the the feeling out there was that May 1st was going to be, like, a drop-dead deadline where we were going to see a mass amount of people come in. But in reality... You know, I wasn't necessarily being told that by coaches. Of course, they were waiting to see, and not just coaches at Florida State, coaches are around the country. Um, what I've been told, though, was approaching that May 1st deadline post-spring, there's a lot of players that did not go into the portal. And I'm not talking quality ones. I'm talking guys that teams wanted to kind of rid themselves of. But they didn't. There's not as many players entered the portal because they see what's happening. Not as many guys leave the portal. So, number one, I think um, Florida State was maybe expecting a little bit more of a purge in their end. And, of course, they were waiting to see what hit the portal. But um, as we were approaching the May 1st deadline, I don't think FSU coaches were really like anticipating a lot of guys going in because they were seeing what was happening on their own roster where guys weren't necessarily going in that they figured would go in.
0: Speaking of going in, did did the DJ Williams go into the portal surprise you at all?
1: um no I mean taking DJ Williams kind of, kind Williams of, kind of in, surprised me oh yeah it, in the first place but you know now that Dillingham's gone uh that was the real connection um he also he was also a bigger back that they wanted to be a smaller back and I don't know I don't know enough you know DJ wasn't really a factor in the running back room so I don't know enough of exactly why he didn't he didn't make it but you know he, I, it's not a big loss for Florida State I don't see
0: yeah, I think he had been pretty far down. When, they, when they're bringing up walk-ons to be the third or fourth string guy and, and you're not getting mentioned, I, I don't know that it's super surprising. Hey, if you have questions for Josh, I actually do have the Twitter one pulled up on my phone, so you can ask those now. You can hit them on YouTube. We'll keep Josh for a couple more minutes, and we'll get him out of here. Josh, anything you want to talk about?
1: Oh, man. Um, well, turn, the,
0: turn the chair around.
1: Well, you know, I've just been watching and seeing what's going on, and I'm excited to – get back and do something i've been bored um i've been really bored but i've been watching i've been watching and lurking yeah you know it's it's interesting um i want to yeah let's talk about the fsu media a little bit okay i said when i left that you know there was going to be a a gap to be filled more or less um have we seen what do you guys think about the landscape of fsu media with my departure. Um,
0: I don't know that things have changed too much. You know, I think I think kind of naturally Zach has has jumped into, you know, a lot of what you were doing for two four seven. You know, I don't somebody on Twitter asked, uh, A V Tremontano, Avatremanto, I don't know how to say your name, but said just just said what the hell is Josh doing? I don't know if that means, like, going forward or why are you on this show or (laughs) why are you wearing your hat backwards or whatever. um, You know, Zach has kind of stepped into, you know, what you were doing. I don't think there's been, like, some, you know, rising star that's just like, oh, here's the new Newberg or anything like that. I think Zach does a really, really good job, and it's kind of, like, taking over a lot of what you kind of had and were doing for Knowles 247. I
1: think think Brendan's going to be the superstar in all of this. I think that – really. so a lot Brandon. of <laughs> the information that I had he he could have gotten in in his in on his own probably a lot of the situations or let's just say a lot of the situations that I dug in on I feel like Brendan could have reported on but we were on the same team he knew I you know he knew that was my lane um and now that that's gone I mean I passed a couple numbers on to him uh, but more importantly Brendan just knows he knows how to do it um he helped me write a lot of the stuff that i did so i think um just watching him report on a couple things he's he's dipping his toes more into recruiting which i think is great for him um i think he'll do it differently than i did obviously i and and plus he's there the whole site's changing um i think for the better in terms of the additions that they made and it's going to be completely yep. different um but yeah, I, I think it's a little early. It'll be fun to see kind of late in the season when the rumors start getting swirling, coaching change happens, and we get closer to recruiting. Kind of who, who steps up? Who does the spaces? Not, nah, I don't even. You know, who knows what will be new by, by then? Me and TJ yeah. had no idea spaces. You know, spaces was nothing this time last year. I- it wasn't even invented yet.
2: Yeah, and I, I think it's fascinating, and, and you probably do a little bit as well, Josh, just going back to, obviously, when I was with Vol Digest when I was in school in 2008, those years, you know, there'd be practices, at Florida State-Miami Week on a Thursday, there'd be like me, like Gene Williams, and one other person, that'd be it now, and it seems like everybody's investing the the resources to, to get these people on here, but and you kind of have to, and mm-hmm if you remember tomahawk nation was laughed at they couldn't get credentialed back then and then bud turned that into a you know one of the most popular florida state sites it was just Uh, a weird time
1: though back then though a lot of a lot of teams didn't want to credential any online publications any online only publications i mean i remember covering usf for scout and it was hard to get a credential and it was like you know we're doing more content than the newspapers do and eventually they came around to that but bud was doing such a great job back then um yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. I also think one of the things that's changing, though, somebody's got to be different. Like you said about Tomahawk Nation and Noel Game Day. Now they're showing up to the Moore Center to get these interviews, right? So now – and Double Fries, you No know, Slaw was getting the interviews and War Chan and, and Noel's 24-7. The Everybody thinks that these quoted interviews are like – the standard because we were doing it we were getting exclusive with kids. but now that everybody's getting the quoted interviews it's a commodity like it's no longer right everybody has it you can read nothing's it exclusive yeah nothing right. it's you can read it yeah. everywhere so yeah i think it. the next step in the evolution because everybody's doing it because we were doing it so everybody follows up and copies now it's time to have the voice i think somebody needs to rise up it's no longer important to have these quoted interviews and because and, and, everybody's doing it you can read it online so now somebody needs to rise up and have a voice, break the other news, you know, the coaching. And I think there's an opportunity there for somebody to step into. But I can right now everybody thinks like the Golden Goose <laughs> yeah. is like being out in front of the Moor and getting these interviews. And it's like, ah, oh, you're kind of wasting your time.
2: Well, I think 247 kind of did that, getting X's and O's, right? That that was a huge deal to, mm-hmm. to bring them on as an official partner and something like that. It was just fans talking about the, the, not very knowledgeable, educated fans that actually coached the game. But bringing them on just to as an extra bonus for the subscribers. Because, again, they were doing that for free. Now they're doing it for uh, 247. And I love stuff like that.
1: Yeah. and what I mean, we were trying to get them on board last summer is when we were trying to do it. 24-7 drag the fee. It just, you know, whatever. It just didn't happen last summer. It would have been great to have them doing the X's and O's with me on there, breaking the news, Brendan doing... Like, it, that would have been awesome. Um, it's, it's great that they're there now. I think that'll maybe take a little off Brendan's plate. So, cause he was doing a lot of the X's and O's and maybe allow him to break more news. So I'm really interested to see how those guys change. Um, I'm not sure about the rest of the landscape. It seems like Tomahawk nation is turning into like a feeder program for, you know, Knowles 24 seven and possibly Warchant chant like the other. So I don't know if Tomahawk nation really stands a chance. Um, I don't know what's happening with Noel Game Day. They seem like, um, you know, they were all in a couple months ago. Now they're, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know right now if anybody's going to challenge Noel's 24-7 for kind of the crown in terms of complete coverage of Florida State.
0: No, I, mean, I, I, I think the team... Even losing you, right? Like even you know losing the guy that kind of started all the you know the guy that was like the most unique within the fan base and like you you know something that made you not only personality wise but uh, something that made you really unique is that you did kind of a little bit of everything, right? Like outside of like the straight you know going and beat reporting, you know which I know you. My did that thing in the past. if it moved if it moved the needle, I would do it. I felt like you would do it. Yeah, like coaching, recruiting insight scoop, sources whatever like and just kind of being able to you know like we watched that winning time series last night where magic played all five positions that you know his rookie year like that was you you know like that was you that could play every <laughs> single position but that said the the diversity of the team like what the guy's like true strengths are like he literally brought on like the best baseball guy in uh, in fsu world brett to like cover the baseball team right which hopefully they can get up find a couple of wins today but um yeah, from bringing on now the best X's and O's guys. And then you've got Chris, who does a great job of just kind of doing everything in Tallahassee. And then Zach's sure. the – who's the best recruiting guy on the Florida State beat right now? Brendan. Okay, I would I'd say have I said, like, between Brendan and Zach. Uh,
1: I mean, Zach in terms of, you like –
0: Getting in there and getting
1: in there, relating. And Zach's gonna be a superstar. But I think just right now, in terms of like telling the story of recruiting, having a voice, knowing what's going on, being plugged in, I would go. I would go with Brendan today for sure. Yeah, and and by far, not a knock on Zach or anybody else, but
2: by far, my favorite part of on the bench was. Hearing the joy and enthusiasm that Chris Nee would have when he got like a minute to talk about basketball—that's what I—that's what I was tuning in for. I know you guys are talking about recruiting and football. I was there to hear Chrisne talk basketball. So that—that that, they'll probably steal somebody
0: part. for they'll probably steal uh, Ragnar for bass from basketball and gets to know any ideas. They'll probably steal Michael Watch, um, from Tomahawk this yeah, year for basketball.
1: I, but, yeah, it, and of course, like there, that should have happened when I was there. Like we should have made all this happen. I, I, I don't want to get into that, but (laughs) I think it probably worked out for the better that they weren't there when I was there Um, because the additions after I'm gone, they're so different that you almost forget what I used to do because they're, they're so different and it's quality stuff, like you guys said, but it's completely different Um, and people tune in to these websites is like to get away it's entertainment you know at the end of the day it's entertainment so i think bringing on guys that do great analysis on video is probably the next evolution anyway of covering the team um but it also is so different from what i used to do that it distracts from the fact that i'm gone yeah
0: the the versatility being able to be agile and adjust is the big thing we were talking about radio remember you said um how, you know, schools didn't want to credential online-only publications. Now most publications are only Only online-only, you know, like newspapers dying, radios dying. No, Uh, it's it's all online. The funniest part is like whenever
1: uh, Joey Knight writes a story on recruiting in the St. Pete Times, he'll like, he'll, he'll quote me or put me in the St. Pete Times and my mom will like save the paper and like she's like <laughs> so excited that I'm in the Times. It's like it's a circulation of like 200,000 people. And meanwhile, yeah. Knowles 24/7 does like 12 million page views per month. <laughs> um, but I get it.
0: Yeah. Now she can just screenshot the paper. Right. No, so she no, she doesn't. No, <laughs> she doesn't do buy. Like if did something does she still like, do the paper?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They get the they get the uh, I think the, the Wall name. Street Journal and the. The yes. Tampa Bay Times, but I think the Tampa Bay Times only comes three times a week now. I don't know. Something like oh, that. Wow. I love I that Josh
2: left and dropped the 12 million views a month flex on us all right there. <laughs> we get about 12 <laughs> listens a month. Not so. my site. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, um
1: when are we gonna find out like what you're what you're doing? A couple people oh, have asked that. Um when are we gonna find out what I'm doing? I don't know. Can we find out on the spaces. Yeah, we can find out on Spaces. (laughs) Do you even know what you're doing,
0: Josh? Selfishly.
1: (laughs) I am ready to to come back. Um, I'm not going to be coming back for a little while. I'm going to still take some time off, a couple more months. But, you know, I got ideas, things I want to do. I really want to work with people. It was exciting to get back on here and talk to you guys because I miss working with people. That's definitely one of the things that I want to do is – Whatever I like, if I have a show or whatever I do, it's going to be with people and it's going to be building the community. And it's not going to be just me monologuing into the camera. Um, I got to interact. I got to ask questions, got to figure things out. So um, we'll see, maybe in the fall, maybe by the fall, into summer.
2: And I have one last thing for you, Josh, you know, TJ and I have been through this, despite you being the old man on the podcast. Thank you. Cause I'm typically the old guy here. how's wedding planning going, man? I mean, that's, that can be stressful, but it's a lot of fun too.
1: Yeah. Um, we haven't, we really haven't even planned because so many things are going to take place in the next couple months for us. It's going to be like, I want to get through the next couple months and then we'll figure out when we're going to do it. So I know a lot of people, um, even her, her twin sister got engaged like two months ago and they are planning a wedding for like you know, it was like 12 or 13 months out. Um, but we don't, we don't know yet. I gotta, I gotta settle in and start making some more money before I plan a wedding. Um, I I would suggest
0: destination, destination wedding all the way. Yes. I mean, if you don't though, since I skipped the going away party, I will come to the wedding destination. I'm not coming, but, uh, (laughs) just get away and don't spend all your money. Like on you guys. I, I, I kind of regret. I don't want to lecture this, but no, I kind of everybody regret, like, says all that. the money on the park. Everybody right? says, just that. just go away." What <laughs> if you don't? I'll be there. Hundred percent Josh. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for hanging out, man. We appreciate you. Wish you the best of luck. Congratulations again.
1: I'm sure we'll have you on again. Yeah, soon. Yeah, I'll come back on before summer's over. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, buddy, See Josh. You. Josh. See ya,
0: Josh Newberg, formerly of Knowles two four seven, currently of um, free agent. Uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, what, He's the the unemployment portal, line, right? you know, currently of the unemployment line. <laughs> hey, if you tune in for Josh, if you listened, we'll have him back again. We do a lot of FSU content. If this is your first time, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, um, thumbs up us, whatever, retweet, share, follow. Um, we appreciate you guys' support. Uh, Richie, that, that was fun. Kind of like last second. Um, I saw Josh yeah. tweet about like having FOMO. And so like I just said, like, hey, come on the show today. And he was like, I'm down. So uh, Josh, you know, great buddy of mine, uh, really really appreciate him coming and taking time and, and he's always just fun to chat with. Like he's got really good perspective. He's done this forever. He's, you
2: know, a good guy. And you, you, know, you could see how excited stuff. he was just to be like podcasting again. Like oh. I could feel the energy. He,
0: yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like we could, you know, we could get people at, at any point at any time, anybody you guys want, you know, from the head coach to Gene Deckerhoff to anybody else, but you kind of enjoy doing this with people that, uh, that like being on here. So Uh, Double fries, no slaw. I'm about 40 minutes late on this. Brought to you by Guthrie's (laughs) in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. I've been talking with them about how to get some Guthrie's out to the tailgate in New Orleans. Um, Should have some details on that coming up soon. Um, Might have a lot. They were squaring away. Shout out my guy Jonathan in New Orleans um, that's working on that with us. it's going to be a banger. So get your stuff ready. Uh, See if I can get Josh out there for you guys, since you guys uh, like him so much. But um, if he hasn't started his new job, we'll work on getting Josh there. But uh, if not, still come hang out. We'll have a ton of fun. Um, Also want to shout out Gramco. I know this is really late in the episode for this, and I apologize to them. But shout out Gramco. You guys see me talk about them on the spaces, on the timeline, different places. Gramco, thegramco.com. You can use code... um, Let me just confirm it real quick before I give you guys a code and tell you guys something that is not correct. DFNS, Double Fries No Slaw, DFNS25 to save 25% on all your Delta 8 needs. Must be 21 or older to order, but you guys know I love those Blue Raspberry gummies. You guys know I love the Wake and Bake Coffee. Richie's a big fan of all of their products from the gummies to the vapes, just everything. So check out thegramco.com. Appreciate them. Appreciate their support. Um, Obviously, Double Fries No Slaw. Powered by the Roll Up Network, Richie. We had a couple of things we were going to talk about today, and we'll maybe we'll roll through them because we talked about most of them with Josh. I don't have any massive takes outside of kind of what he gave. Um, one big note uh, on the basketball team. We'll do around the horn, and then we had one last segment um, just talking about the division. Actually, you know what? Let's save that. Let's save that for uh, next week in case there's no news. We <laughs> can. <laughs> that's not. That's not super timely. But uh, here we go. Gotta try the wake and bake coffee. The gummies are no joke. Yeah. Know your dosage. Um, don't don't go crazy with uh with a handful. Don't be like Josh, Josh taking a handful. Now. Yeah. yeah. Now. Start with one at a time. Uh shout out no off season sports, my guy Jake over there. Hey, they got some cool content coming out with my guy CJ. Um, they were out with Florida State yesterday. Um, so shout out those guys.
2: Um, Richie, little basketball news. What you got? Yeah, so uh, John Butler, you know, we've kind of been keeping an eye on him, a, a very promising freshman this year who showed a lot of, uh, just a lot of skill, and um, he'd been in the draft, we thought he might come back, um, he, re- he decided to remain in the NBA draft, uh, not sure if he gets picked, uh, depending on what mock-, mock drafts you look at, he's really the tail end of the second round, and there's only two rounds in the NBA draft, obviously. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. But obviously, hope he does get drafted. I think he has a skill set that, that could definitely translate in today's game. Um, but in the related news, FSU's in the mix for Baba Miller. He's from uh, Real Madrid in Spain, he's a 6'10. He, he's basically John Butler, right? Um, and he's down to Florida State and Gonzaga, and Gonzaga, so uh, Miller visited Florida State then went to Gonzaga. He's waiting to make his decision this week so we'll know by the time we record our next episode uh, but Drew Timmy just announced he's returning to Gonzaga and with John Butler gone I think that's really good news for Florida State so no inside info but I fully expect Baba Miller to commit to Florida State this week and be a pretty significant piece in in uh, Coach Ham's, you know, 158th team that he's had since he's been at Florida State. <laughs> um, oh, I, you know,
0: shout out Andre, who tuned in and listened on Twitter. Shout out um, Bree tuned in. She said this was really boring with Newberg. And, uh, <laughs> and then she like auto, you know, she then put without in the asterisk. So I screenshot of <laughs> the comment that says this is really boring with Newberg. And or it's been really boring with Newberg. And obviously she just made the mistake and then said <laughs> without. But give her a hard time for where I caught the screenshot. So shout out Bree. Uh, shout out those that tuned in live and listened. If you can hit the retweet button, if you can hit the follow button, subscribe if you're on YouTube, like if you're on Facebook, all those things. We certainly do appreciate it. Again, we're, we're here every Sunday if you're if this is your first time, just kind of tuning it in because Josh was on. Um, I can't promise that every Sunday will be as good because Josh isn't here every week. <laughs> But uh, we we try our best, and that's all that that you can really ask for. I got a package from Garnet and Gold in the mail this week. I ordered something, and three days later it was at my door. I didn't pay for expedited shipping. I got free shipping because I ordered over $75 worth. I used code NOSLAW to save 15% on my order. I got a nice shirt, kind of like this, like a collared shirt that's got an arrow on it, the Florida State arrow, Um, really, really nice Antigua, Antigua shirt. Can't wait to wear it. Uh, what awards at church this morning? I just haven't ironed it yet. I'm not rich like Richie, and i not have a home uh, dry oh, cleaner at my house. <laughs> but um, got that, got a flag for outside for the fall. Hell, I love this country, but I'm going to take down my American flag, put up the, the flag on uh, during the fall when Florida State's playing. Um, no slaw at checkout, double fry, I'm sorry, at garnetandcold.com. Let us save you a little bit of money. Go to garnetandcold.com. One of my favorite things about that, I ordered from them and they had – two things in there um, in the in extra that came in the order one was a pamphlet for uh, rising spear.com the other was uh, had Kaylee Mudge and Sydney Cheryl in the front of it and so obviously we know about rising spear we know about the softball team we know about Garnet and Gold's NIL efforts but if you happen to order from Garnet and Gold and you weren't on social media and you weren't plastered with NIL and stuff that we're that we're shoving down you guys' throats every week and telling you to join. It was really, really cool to see that they had those things in there for other people. And so they're advertising for our student athletes and they're advertising for our NFL – or I'm sorry, our NIL platform (laughs) with Rising Spear. And to me, that that was just – that really stood out. That really kind of – it meant a lot to me that they would kind of say, like, hey, I know this is like our order, this is our thing, but we're going to promote other things – to try and help FSU student athletes, and so I thought that was really, really cool. I thought that was really, really impactful. Um, mostly just because I, you know, uh, I think it's, I think it's big for people that aren't on social media all day like Richie and I are, and don't maybe know about NIL or don't know that they could support our student athletes. And so shout out Garden and Gold, um, not only a great organization that has great prices, great shipping, great customer service. Shout out Tara and Christian and the people there, but. They give back to FSU. They support FSU. They believe in FSU. And they want this thing to get going in just as good of a direction as any of us do. So shout out Garden Gold. It, they're, I mean, I love Guthrie's. I love Gramco. I guess to be a sponsor with this show, you have to start with a G, but and I love Garden <laughs> and Gold. Um, I love how how much they love FSU and how hard they work to to make FSU better as well. And and the way that they're kind of it's there. It's intrinsic, right? Like They are part of the fabric of Florida state. You think about companies like Matso and Garnet and gold and places like that. When you, when you think about Florida state and game day and stuff like that. So Garnet and gold, big, big shout out to them. Um, baseball team won a game on Friday, a big win against UCLA dropped a really rough one yesterday. Kind of snowballed. You kind of understood that you were just going to take a loss. And so uh, Auburn kind of ran it up. And so you could save some pitching and stuff for this weekend. I'm sorry, for today, because you'll need to win three more games. They play UCLA, who they beat on Friday. Jonas Scolaro starts in about an hour. They start at 2 p.m. Win that, and then you'll need to beat Auburn twice. Daunting task, but let's win the first one and then see what happens from there. Um, national championships for uh, track and field come up very soon. We had a member of the track and field team on the show. Uh, when was that? What night did we do that, Richie? Wednesday night? Um, so, so go. go. Yeah, so go check out our page. Um, we had Taylor Banks from the track and field team who is competing in the national championships in two different events on the show Wednesday night. He was a lot of fun to talk with. Always a pleasure to get to talk with uh, FSU athletes and, and talk about you know what they've got going on. Even better when they're competing for national championships. And, and like we said, hopefully he comes home with uh, some hardware and uh, takes out hardware by Guthrie's and gets him a gut box. So, Richie, what
2: do you got before we get out of here? um nothing just a, a few quick shout outs that i got a shout out to the wife yesterday was her birthday um ha- to tell her. Ha- i'm gonna tell her right? ha- happy 38 I'm to old. my beautiful wife Lindsay. uh we had a good time Went and bought her a present we'll talk about that on here um and then shout out brooks kepka he got married yesterday and had ludicrous perform at the wedding which i thought I was pretty saw cool that i saw that dude i'm the worst i literally thought like i was
0: watching all three kids at one point and i was like hey i um I need to wish Lindsay a happy birthday. I did not do that. I did a terrible job of that. Sorry, I'm going to text her right now. Wishing you happy birthday live on the show. Sorry, I'm late. All right, very good. So um, happy birthday, Lindsay. Um, I'm the worst. Again, if you watched, if you listened, do us a favor. Hit the retweet button. Hit the share button. Hit the follow button. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. We appreciate that. We will be back on – you know, we may have a pop-up this week. I'm not 100% sure we may have a pop-up this week. If not, we'll be back on Sunday. We'll chat with you guys then. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out. Shout-out to Garnet and Gold. Shout-out to Graham Co., shout-out to Guthrie's. We appreciate you guys' support. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Until then, good luck to the baseball team and go Noles. Yeah.